I think that it all boils down to being an advocate. So on the one end with the women, something that's really near and dear to my heart is domestic violence. As a warrior of domestic violence abuse, I think it's really important to have safe spaces for women. And then that also goes on the other spectrum with animals. I think that animals deserve to have a voice because they are voiceless. And so that is something that I found to connect everyone is you can connect people through dance, you can connect people through online friendships, you connect people through animals because pretty much all those three things can't hurt you and they're extremely therapeutic to everyone involved. And I think that is something that it's just important is advocating for emotional and mental well-being at the end of the day because we don't necessarily know what someone's going through. And I think if I can make someone's day better or I can teach someone something that can help them, then I've made the world a better place. And then on the same side for animals who can't speak for themselves, I, I'm a big advocate for that. I've been vegan for 13 years, vegetarian for 20. And um, I have goals to start an animal sanctuary that rescues both abused animals and farm animals that just need to live the rest of their life out somewhere happy. And I think to answer your question fully, it just comes down to advocacy and being there fully for people and for animals. Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All the Things Podcast. Real content. Encouraging. For real women. Affirming. Loving. Every age and stage of life. Are you ready to get real with the Wayward Lasses? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Wayward Lasses All the Things Podcast. I'm your host today, Brittany, joined by my sister, Courtney. Hello, sister. Hello, sister. Our mother, Amy. Hello, ladies. Hello. And our very special guest for this evening, Kier Joy. Hey. Hello. And so we are so excited to have Kier on the episode today. She is a, a jack of all trades. She's a, she does so many things. <laughs> but before we get into her story, we are going to do some trivia. And I have got some 80s trivia. And uh, basically, you are going to guess... Um, if you can do the name and the artist, extra points, I suppose, but the name or the song is fine. Okay. The name or the song? Sorry, the name, she's, the artist she's doing or the 80s song. music. Oh. I know, but she said the name or the song. Oh. It's like, isn't that the same so thing? The artist's name or the <laughs> or title the of the song? song. Yes. Okay. Yes. So I'm going to read off Sorry. the lyrics. Okay. And whenever you get a care, you can just pop in. Uh, my sister and mother are very competitive, so just chime in. <laughs> Chime in whenever you get it. <laughs> oh, who's competitive? <laughs> okay, here we go. It's close to midnight, and something evil's lurking in the dark. Michael Jackson. Yes, very Thriller. good. Thriller. Yeah. All right. Oh, this is easy. Shot through the heart. You're too late. You can give love a bad name. Bon Jovi. <laughs> very good, very good. Here we go. Um, Harry Truman, Doris, Doris Day, Day, Red China, Johnny Ray. You got I it? I know it's Billy Joel. We didn't start the fire. That's oh, it. yeah. We didn't start. The world Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, little sister, what have you done? Hey, little sister. Hey, little. Oh, Billy Idol. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, I was like, I know that sounds familiar. Right wedding. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Apparently in British slang, little sister means girlfriend. And in the song, the woman he loves is marrying somebody else. Oh, oh interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Didn't know that. Next one. Here we go. Give me time to realize my crime. It's an inviting singer. It's an inviting singer. No, I, I don't even know. Give me time. That actor, that act, well, that artist is in the wedding singer. The boy, boy, boy George. Uh huh. Culture club. Oh. Culture club. Culture club. And the name of the song. Do you really want to hurt Do me? Do you be? Oh, I want to hurt. Forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> Here we go. Next one. I come home in the morning light. Uh, come home. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Yes. Yep. When you're gonna live your life right. Okay. Yes. Okay. Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> yes. Very good. Do we know the artist? Cindy. Cindy Lauper. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Here we go. There comes a time when we heed a certain call. Oh, okay. I know that one, but I can't remember what it's called. That's it. That's all you got to. That's it. That's it. Must come together as one. This is mom's jam. We should always do 80s music trivia for her. She's got it. Yeah, that's it. What is it? We are the world. Oh, Michael Jackson. Okay. Well, he's in it. It's um. It says by. It was like the whole thing. It's like it's Cindy Lauper, Michael. There was like a whole a ton of people. I went back and I like substitute top fifth grade. We did that for a concert one time. Very nice. Okay, next one. Um, she's got a smile, it seems to me. Reminds me of childhood memories. <laughs> Guns and roses. Mm-hmm. Sweet, child, sweet child of mine. Mm-hmm, very good. That's a good one. That's All a right, good we'll do a, a, a couple more. We have time-wise. Oh, yeah, we can do more. <laughs> Standing in the rain with his head hung low, couldn't get a ticket it was a sold out show. I didn't know that lyric, but. That one guitar. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow, you got it. <laughs> She's just like, yeah, these are all my jams. <laughs> and the name? Jukebox Hero. Bye. Oh, yeah. Foreigner. Yes. Uh, apparently, this song was inspired after the band saw a fan standing alone in the rain after a sound check and invited him backstage. Aww, that's cool. That was so nice of them. Yeah. Mom, was Foreigner, is Foreigner who we saw where I chose to do my math homework? I believe yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a story. Well, it wasn't like wow. I chose it. It was just like we went to go see Foreigner in concert. It was outside, yeah. and I had so much homework to do. So I brought my homework, and I'm like sitting there, like we hey. had lawn seats. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow, you sound like a fun party person. Yeah, really. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I am the life of the party. <laughs> no, I can tell. <laughs> so I brought snacks too, so no one got hungry. <laughs> You're a planner. 
<laughs> okay, we'll do two more. Yeah. Here we go. Good. I'm saying all the things that I know you'll like. Making good conversation. Hmm. That's an interesting one. A little more? That's it. Can you repeat the verse? I'm saying all the things that I know you'll like. Making good conversation. Hmm. That one stumped me. It is Physical by Olivia Newton-John. Oh, what? Mm-hmm. Okay. So apparently, um, although a few radio stations banned this song for its sexual innuendo, it was the <laughs> best-selling single of the 80s in the U.S. Yeah. Can you imagine how far we've come with sexual music on the radio? We played it at my job and our restaurants. Like we we've, we've had it on our playlist. So, oh, is that right? <laughs> so funny. Okay, last one. Driving home this evening, I could have sworn we had it all worked out. That sounds familiar. Oh, I know it, but I don't know it. <laughs> Drift. Hmm. It's like poison or something. Mm-mm. Like driving home this week. It's obviously a breakup song. Yeah. It is "Cuts Like a Knife" by Brian Adams. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, okay. This evening. This one <laughs> Here you go, mom. Did you enjoy that trivia? That was fun. Yes, very good. <laughs> All right, awesome job doing trivia. So <laughs> let's hop into our episode with Kier. Um, could you briefly introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So I am Kier Joy. I am 24 years old and I live in Greenville, South Carolina. I was raised in a very European family and um, I recently moved to South Carolina. So I've been here for four and a half years. And I love it here. I study veterinary medicine. So my background is in a little bit of that. Um, but I originally went to school for business management and I was an account manager. And I currently work at the new restaurant in Daco downtown under Indigo Road uh, as there are franchise. And I love it here in South Carolina. I enjoy hiking and I have a golden retriever named Aurelian who may or may not make a presence here. <laughs> um, he's sitting next to me. <laughs> and yeah, I'm so excited you guys invited me on. Um, I found out about you all because of the She Squad, which I currently am running. And we are a Facebook group dedicated to women in upstate South Carolina. Awesome. So um, first thing about the animal, uh, we're going to have to meet your pup up like yes. at some point we <laughs> love the animals yes. um and if you start hearing scratching um my cat is probably trying to break into the room so <laughs> it's okay love it <laughs> i have to next to mom all times so there you go <laughs> okay so the first thing i want to hit is the she squad did you make up this group so I did not originally. Um, a woman by the name of Kayla McClure and her friend Andrea started the group. Kayla is still 
a, she's still considered our administrator of the group. She is no longer active on social media though. She's taken a break for the last six months. So I have stepped in. I've been with the group since it originally began and I've been moderating for two years. I've been active and acting administrator for the last year though. So I have been the one that has created any events and who makes sure that things are running smoothly and just ensuring that ladies are feeling safe and connected and that everyone's able to make friends in a, a great environment. Absolutely. And you were telling us earlier, how many people are part of this group now? How many women? So we have f- around 5,600 women in the group wow. um, and it grows every day. Sometimes if it gets posted in a large group, then we'll get like 30 to 50 requests a day. Um, so it's definitely growing. Wow. So you have to go through every day, accept the requests. Yes. So thankfully I have a team of about, we have a technical amount of seven moderators in the group. Um, Four of us are active. Uh, Three help me in approving posts and approving requests to join the group, but they have busy lives themselves. And so I've just taken on myself to do all of the behind the scenes. Awesome. And what would you say is for who's not, because I love the She Squad. I find out so many things from there and I have so many questions that get answered and it's just like a warm and inviting environment. But I guess what is is the purpose of the group and what is your goal for the group um, for anybody who hasn't joined yet? Yeah, absolutely. So it's for women of all ages. We recommend 18 and plus just because it's easier to connect that way. But some of the women, they'll do like, hey, this is a 50s plus event happening downtown on Friday. And you can post an event that you're going to. You can ask to go to a brewery. We're going to go scuba diving, tubing, ice skating. Like there's all kinds of things where if you want to go to activity or an event or like recently I created a poll um, for people who wanted to, to get together and what day they wanted to get together. And then I've created posts uh, for people looking for jobs. So if you were in search of a job or you had a job that you're hoping to fill, you could comment there. I also have a pinned post about animal rescues in South Carolina, who to talk to for wildlife, pets, and more. And it's just a great place to find resources for hair salons or finding a pet sitter or a babysitter or finding someone that can go hang out with you or watch a movie or binge the next Sherlock Holmes. Like it's a great place just to connect with women who have similar interests. And we wanted to have a safe space dedicated to specifically women. I love that. I love the group. I love what you guys have made it. Um, If you haven't joined yet, you need to join. Yes. The She Squad, Greenville, South Carolina on Facebook. So I have a question though, as moderator, how, how much time do you actually spend um, as being a moderator? Do you find that, you know, you have to do a couple hours every day? Do you find that it takes a, a lot of your time or can you leave it, you know, for a couple of days? I know you said that you're not the only moderator, but it, it, for you, for what you're doing, how much time would you say that you personally spend yeah. That. So sometimes Facebook take cares of, takes care of things automatically for us. So there is an automated system that we have, I've typed in a code to approve people who are identify as female on their Facebook, who have lived in South Carolina for at least three months and who have been active on Facebook for at least two years. And so Facebook can, they have an algorithm that they can check. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I'd say for me personally, I spend at least five hours a week just curating and going through and making sure that things are good. I also 
am in charge of all of the feedback. So if someone has a report or if they find that there's been some bullying or something, they automatically come to me because I am the admin that's pinned to the top of the group. And then if we have a post that was made about our group or someone who has tagged us in a, in a very large group with like 10,000 plus people, sometimes we have like 200 or plus request to join the group. And a lot of times it's wow. me sitting there and having to go like decline, 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 because originally Facebook had an automation where like after so many days, it would just remove the people that we're not adding. But recently Facebook has changed its algorithm. And so myself and then my other three moderators, we go in and we make sure that everything's taken care of, but I'd say about five hours. And then obviously if I'm creating events and I have to do the due diligence behind that of curating that to make sure that we are ensuring it's just women. So Another question. Sorry, ladies. Um, Do you try and make posts to get your um, followers, but your, your, what would you call them? Group members. Group members. Thank you. To get them involved or do you just let people post, um, you know, hey, I have an event. Hey, I'm looking for this. Or like I said, do you try and engage them from your perspective? We actually have a decent amount of people who interact on a daily basis. Like we oh. are the go-to place for girl talk, um, which is funny enough because there is actually a Facebook group on for women called Girl Talk. But our specific one is you can post anonymously, which I think is fantastic. So if people have like a personal question or if they want to like ask for a divorce lawyer, like we on the daily have questions that I feel keep the group active enough to where I don't feel like I need to be posting in it. And from that group, I actually started a book club for women called book babes of upstate South Carolina. And so I use that more so for like books and then she squad, I try to keep more for like creating friendships. So that's why I would consider myself the primary moderator for event curating, because a lot of the time it's people like will post, Hey, like there's salsa dancing on Friday. Do you guys want to go. Whereas me, I'd be like, let's start our own event where it's just us going to a brewery or, Hey, we're going to take our dogs to the dog park as opposed to something that's been established outside of our group. Cause I know that if I create a group, then everyone can feel safe about going and they know who's going to be there. Okay. Awesome. Uh, wait, oh, just one, wait, one oh, more question. Ahead, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bring them on. Do, do you, so I know you say it's the group is pretty good as far as responding to one another, but do you have some type of I don't know, fail safe that if there's a a question that's posted out there that nobody's responded to that, I don't know, is there some type of, you know, notification that you'll get that, hey, here, this, this question's been sitting here for, you know, two hours already and nobody's responded. You should go take a look at it. Um, we have, so in Facebook, the algorithm does allow for bump. So like bump, if you like boost a, a post with a comment, it should pop up to the top of the group. So oftentimes if there is a post that goes unnoticed, then someone or the original poster will comment and then I can see it. But I try to, within that time frame that I gave you earlier of the five hours, I do try to go through the group and check, um, to make sure that there hasn't been any harassment or that there hasn't been anyone feeling left out. Um, because it's really important to me that everyone feels safe, both, both emotionally and mentally, because that's a really important part of the group. Okay. Wow. I just didn't think, sorry, ladies, I just had so many questions. Because it's such a large group that it's taken more uh, hands-on approach. Obviously, if it were a group that was just like, hey, post your questions or whatnot. Originally, when the group was started, we were allowing business posts. So we had it where you could post once a week. Slowly, that turned into people just abusing it and not using it to make friends, just using it to post their business. So we turned into a Saturday post, so a small business Saturday 
we had um, the ability for you to post that also got bombarded in the group. So then we turned it into, I would post on Saturday mornings and people could comment their business. And mm. then people were complaining that their comment would get lost in the comments. So I said, guess what guys, this is no longer a place for you to post your business. If you want to refer someone and be like, like for instance, uh, last month I went and got my hair done by an amazing stylist who owns the kitchen sink. And I was like, guys, she like completely fixed my hair. My hair was awful. It was yellow, it was gross. She completely magically fixed it. And so I posted, I was like, Hey, you guys have to go see Jill. But I wasn't doing that because I got a discount or because she said, hey, if you post, I'll give you a free haircut. Like I was doing it because she genuinely helped me and I let people do that. It's like if you have, my gosh, my neighbor's a gardener and they're offering to put in a bed of flowers. Like I don't mind that kind of stuff happening because we're not, I'm not there to gatekeep and none of the moderators are there to like be the OG of businesses. Because even though a lot of us own our own businesses, that's not what the point of the group is. But if you have someone that you absolutely love and adore and they're not your BFF on the down low, then yeah, I want people to post. Okay. Yeah. And I just got to say, just being a part of this group has been, it's so awesome. And, and I think I said it before, but you guys have just created this this warm, welcoming environment that, I mean, if you scroll through the group, it's just like people, women supporting women. And that's exactly what we stand for here at the Wayward Lasses. So it's just so nice to be a part of a group, um, you know, where you can feel invited and welcome. So thank I'm you glad. for curating yeah, absolutely. it. <laughs> so you had mentioned it earlier. I wanted to go into this next. So you started your own book club. I did. Yes. And so book has grown. Quite significantly, as well as the She Squad, um, I will check now to see what our member count is. But I originally started it because it was hard for me to find book clubs that met in person, aside from we have a bookstore downtown that meets um, once a month. But I felt like it was more contained. Like I wanted to just go somewhere. And like originally when we started it, we were meeting at like a brewery or uh, back when I was a yoga teacher, we used to met the yoga studio and I was like, what if we just start meeting at people's houses? So like every month someone offers to host in their home and we bring wine and we bring different kinds of foods and snacks and like non-alcoholic beverages. And then we'll do like half an hour to an hour of talking about the book of the month. And then we have like girl time. Cause a lot of times I find that our daily schedule just doesn't allow for us to check in sometimes with the people that we care about outside of our immediate friend group. And books are a great way for us to leave our worlds and then connect when we're together. So checking on my book babes of upstate South Carolina, we have 511 members and we've been running since October of 2021. So I would say that it's gotten to be a fantastic group for everybody. I've taken a short break over the last couple of months just to with a job change, but I have some amazing friends that have come from that group specifically. And I appreciate that it is a group of like-minded women and we have a consistent of, I'd say a minimum of 10 people meet each month. And it, every time I'm at a book club, it's some, it's like at least 10 new people that I meet. So sometimes we have 30 people in a club. Sometimes there's 10 people, but it's always like a significant amount of interaction and everyone brings something different to the table. So now you have 512 if you accept me. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So what's funny is, so every month, when I first started, I was just kind of like, hey, just send me what you, your recommendation of a book. And it was interesting seeing the feedback that we would get. Like some people really hated the books. And so I kind of created like, not necessarily a rule, but it was like a rule of where I would go into Goodreads. And I'd be like, okay, it has to have four more stars. So I was like, you can send me your recommendations and I want to get four plus stars. But then I realized I'm like, 
I want this to feel like their group because I didn't create it just for me. Like obviously there's more people in the group. So for this month, so I do it three books at a time. So for this round of polling, I let everyone put in one book of their choice and then everyone voted for three of their books. And so that way we could all look back and show that we are actively contributing to the group um and it wasn't just me picking books for people obviously like it was suggestions to me but so this way the next three books have come specifically from members that can be seen so i was a little little hesitant about joining because i do love reading but i cannot remember the last time i read a book for fun and i think that this is going to be the push that i need to get a dang book yes. and start reading. Um, so you said everyone puts a book and then you have three and then we're- We just reading. voted for, so we have July, August and September's books have been oh, chosen. Okay. Okay. And that way everyone can prepare ahead of time. So if you wanted to go in and be like, uh, go to Amazon, if you buy books from Amazon or personally, I use Audible and I use um, Ooh, like actual idea. copies of books. But our July's book is The Last Flight. August is Remarkably Bright Creatures. September is Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow. And then October's is Inkblood Sister Scribe. So that way people can prepare ahead of time. And some of the people in our group have already read those books. So they'll be able to come in and a lot of them reread the book. Cool. Okay. I'm really excited now. Um, I just, I needed something to push me to get back into reading. And this is. Yeah. And I tell people, even if you're not going to come to a book club, like it's fun just to read the book and I do offer up having a Zoom link. So if you wanted to join the group and you couldn't be present physically, I do. If there is someone who's interested in doing it virtually, then we can do that as well. For for myself personally, I've been to every book club except for the last three. And um, I always appreciate that there's a recap um, at the end so yeah. people can still talk about it. And I love that you're, so you're meeting once a month and you have snacks and food and hangout time. That just sounds like- Yeah, it's usually awesome the last event. Thursday of the month. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So I'm curious then, how, how, how does that go exactly? I've not been so I'm a little, little ignorant there. How does the book club go? You guys meet and you said you take like a half hour to discuss. Yeah. So the first summary or, you know, I guess just walk me through it. Cause I've never yeah, absolutely. been. Yeah. So the first time it's obviously just everyone arriving, mingling, um, grabbing a plate of food, a glass of wine. And then we sit down, obviously it's going to be in the living room or kitchen dining area. And I have found that the best way to moderate the discussion is some books actually offer questions at for the book specifically so I will go on the internet and I will research if a book has like a book club discussion and then I'll ask the questions based on that or I write up my own questions and then if I'm not going to be there I ask whoever's hosting to do that so whoever usually whoever's hosting I give them option of hey do you want to run this month's meeting or would you like me to run the meeting mm-hmm. and we try to get perspectives from everybody because obviously it's no fun if there's one person who absolutely hated the book taking over the entire time being like I didn't like that character they were so mean and then it just makes it go a little bit smoother if we have questions rather than just being like so who liked the book yeah. um yeah and then at the end obviously we discuss pros and cons of the book and if it's a book that we would have would want to suggest to someone else or if we would have read again in the future and then after that it kind of just turns into more of like talking time or meeting the animals of the house (laughs) okay that sounds cool yeah that sounds like so much fun i'm actually really excited now (laughs) yes it's a great group of gals there isn't ever a bad time 
That is super cool. Um, you said you do Audible a lot. Yeah, I love listening to books back. So I used to work in Anderson, which was a 40 minute drive one way. And so I would just listen to a book or a podcast and it ended up helping for the book club because I would just read the book. I have some of the members who they tell me that they cheat and they'll like read half of the book physically. And then they (laughs) do like the four times speed on Audible so they can like catch up or they'll be like on the way to book club and just like speed reading on Audible. It's very funny. I know, like the last time I listened to a book on Audible, because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, <laughs> actually, no, I've listened to a couple of books actually, and a lot of them were um, narr- uh, like they were narrated by the author. That was fine, but one of the last like actual like story books that I listened to on Audible was The Da Vinci Code, and one oh, guy did all of the voices. No. That's, those are books I can't listen to. We listened to that together. We did. I don't know where yes. we were going, but it was. Did so he do voices? Yes, Courtney. <laughs> he would be like, he would be like, all serious like this, and then one of the characters' names is Sophie, I think, and she'd be like, yeah. "Well, what's about that?" And the first time it happened, I was like, "Hilarious." I've heard females that were good at voiceover work with like a male voice, but it's really hard for a male yeah. to do a female yeah. like reenactment yeah I was reading the Paris apartment which is a fantastic book I definitely recommend it and it's a female voiceover and she did a really great job but there are some points where I was I was like man this woman just sounds bored I was yeah. like this, this is not not thrilling at all and this is like a really serious part in the book but so I definitely it can be hard for people who are not auditory who need that like physical connection with the book yeah yeah absolutely I've never been oh, oh I'm sorry no no finish your thought I don't have a question. I was just making like an observation how um, like I'm really bad (laughs) when I meet new people at like small talk. So I think like a book club, I don't know why I've never thought of it before, but it's so unique in that you don't have to fake small talk. You're there to discuss something and you already know you have something in common with the people there. You all read the same book and you're all interested in the same thing. So it's like, it's so awesome. I need to find a book club near me. (laughs) Yeah, you should. Or start one yourself. And what's fun is our group, even though we do have it at the once a month book meeting, we also, there are like book events that happen around town. And so Mm -hmm. if someone wants to go to the book event or a book talk or an author, in town like for instance we read a book and the author came to town for her next book and we all got her book signed oh, and cool. they do that downtown at the m judson mill books and so that was fun they do it's like it was like sangria and book talk and that was really fun i like that it's very but nice. you said you you have a zoom link right Yes. So, so you guys can join. Yeah, you could. You could, could join. join. <laughs> yeah. You could join personally. There you go. Yeah, for sure. You don't have to be like in South Carolina. <laughs> there you go. That's so funny. Maybe we'll oh know. my goodness. I actually forgot what I was going to say now, but um, I'm very excited about this book club now. I can't yes. wait to get back into reading. I'm just, I feel like, oh, I know what I was going to say. It will be a great way because we've talked about this before in the podcast of like, trying to get better sleep at night and a lot of people are always scrolling and that prevents you from having a good night's sleep well I can just switch that out with a really good book and yeah books are really good I was I was actually reading a book about REM and how the first 30 minutes and the last 30 minutes of your day is really important to Mm -hmm. be disconnected because of how our brain processes light and information it's as almost and sometimes as addictive as drugs to have that connection so instant Mm. Mm. yeah interesting 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. All right. Well, I'm going to ha- uh, head on over to the next thing that you do since you do all of the things. <laughs> all the things. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you are the social media coordinator for Greenville Fusion Dance and you just founded Titled Zook? Tilted, Tilted Zook. Oh my God. I can't read. Tilted Zook. Okay. So are those like, are those two in the same thing? Or like- They are separate, but Fusion, so Greenville Fusion was originally Greenville Blues and Fusion. So blues is both a music style and a dance. It's mm-hmm. a traditional dance that was founded in Africa that came over to the United States and has just it's a very rhythmic dance. The traditional blues is more slowed down and would be too like actual physical true like blues music. But fusion itself actually takes on West Coast, East Coast, bachata, and it's variations of dance that are then fused with blues music or with more like upbeat, almost electric mix uh pop music and it's been phenomenal i've been with them um a year actually this last month marked a year with them and the founders gracie and kat are some of my best friends and our we have a amazing dj corner alan and our lesson instructor jay we're just quite the family and we have over 100 people that come to our dance every month we're usually the last friday of the month february uh not february july's is a late night. So we're going to go from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. with a lesson at 7 p.m. And it's luau themed this summer. So we, I don't know, it's just been fantastic. And from that, so when I lived in California five years ago, I found a dance called Zook. So that's what I really was passionate about at the time. But I was asked to teach salsa to middle schoolers. And Zook and salsa are on a very fine line in Latin dance. So Zouk is also a, a style of music and a style of dance. It originated from Lombada. It's a Brazilian mm-hmm. style of dance that is mm-hmm. no longer around and they switched over to Zouk. And I loved it so much, but I couldn't do Zouk and salsa at the same time because they're so different. Whereas like salsa, bachata, merengue, those are fabulous together. You can dance them in the same night. Zook is one of those things where if you're doing Latin, you need to stick with just that. So I was like, okay, I love you, Zook, but I have to say goodbye for my middle schoolers. So I hadn't done Zook in five years. And then one of our workshops in April, we had a, a fusion festival weekend and we had a teacher who came from Brazil. His name is Wesley. And he actually asked me to help teach a class that weekend and I forgot how much I missed it and I haven't been really doing salsa as much so I was like you know what we don't have a zook scene here in South Carolina the closest is Asheville which is an hour and a half away or Charlotte or Atlanta the bigger cities so I decided to start a zook scene here we're gonna be meeting at the double stamp brewery every other Sunday starting July 16th and it's a fantastic dance for anyone who is new to dance or who enjoys Latin music and just it's it means party in Creole, French. And I tell people, I'm like, it's just, it's such a fantastic dance. And the reason why I named it Tilted Zook is because there are tilted movements within the dance. And there's like hair movement. You can like do different designs with your hair while you're dancing. And it's just, it's a, a beautiful style. And it's such a connected dance that you can't find in any other dance styles that I just needed it to be here. Okay, so you've like just completely blown my mind. Like, <laughs> 
Okay. I'm like, yeah, Google. I'm about to join right now. all of these. I'm about to join both of these clubs. So, okay, let's start let's start first with um, Greenville Fusion Dance. And you said fusion is um, like traditional blues dance that came originally from Africa. Africa. From Africa. Okay, so that is its own thing. And yeah, it's black. Meet- so it was originally a black soul dance, okay. and we didn't want to step on any amazing rich history so we changed the name to greenville fusion because that seems to align more with what we offer we obviously have some amazing so we bring djs from all over the state from out of state and some of them stick to the roots of the traditional blues music and obviously you can dance to that but blues itself is something that can be fused with a lot of varieties of music and it just transfers within the night so the later night the music slows down and there's going to be close embraces blues you can do it in a variety of ways but it's a very fun dance to not have to think about too many things so whereas west coast is one of those dances where you kind of have to think a little bit more fusion is just one of those dances where you can kind of just let go okay that's awesome i want to be a part of this too um (laughs) so you meet once a month and you said 100 people show up where do you normally do it the spinning jenny it is in Greer, South Carolina. That's right down the road from me. Well, yeah, you want to come out. Oh! Yeah, it's it's a fantastic space. I really like it there. They have really great floors. So just funny because it used to, it's called Swing Jenny because it used to be a skating rink that they okay. turned into a event center. So they have concerts there, dances. There's an, a swing dance called Underground Swing that meets once a month as well there. They do fairy events. They have a lot of fun things. I'm sorry, fairy events? Yes. So last month they <laughs> met and they transformed the space to be a fairy land. So it was basically a pixie-inspired fairy tale setup. So that was pretty fun. And everyone dressed up in Renaissance and fairy attire. How did I miss this? Okay. So those are those are my questions, I think, for the Greenville Fusion. Did you guys have anything before I switch over to Tilted Zoo? Now I'm just like looking at the Greenville Fusion dance Facebook page and all yeah. the pictures and it looks so amazing. Yeah, so all the social media is run by myself and then our co-founder Gracie helps me with some Follow. of the video. Um, like putting them together but all of the video footage is my my own and I do a lot of our like all the editing is mine and I curate majority of the the like photo icons and I drew our logo and all that fun stuff which is another area that you also have like a business it's not active I think you said right or is it active it's on the side so creative marketing and digital marketing are two things that I'm really passionate about I just don't want to commit to making it a full-time job because I find that when you start to do something that you love and you turn it into a job, it starts being work. Um, You don't want that. Yeah. It's not as fun. I was back when COVID happened, I was working as an assistant manager for Clark Street store and we closed our store and I was, I was like, okay, you know, what am I going to do? I love people. I love being creative. I don't know what I'll do. I started a traveling apothecary. So I started making soaps and bath bombs and lotion and I was really good at it and I loved it. And then I was doing all the like local markets and I realized that all that creativity, I started like disliking having to get up to make all the items and I wasn't putting as much fun into it because I would do like unicorns and I did mermaid tails and I did dinosaurs and I did all this fun like I painted all the bath bombs myself and made all these lotions and 
I found that I wasn't enjoying Mm -hmm. the original creation behind it. And so I I took a break. And now I only offer candles and stuff if like a friend has a birthday. I'm like, oh, I'll make you a candle. (laughs) I'll slap a fun label on there. But um, so that's what the whole part of the marketing is. I love it. I do marketing for several other dances in in the community. And I take pictures for, for a lot of groups, but I just don't advertise it. Like I was a professional photographer for three years in California and I've done weddings and all that fun jazz, but I just don't offer it um, like as a business. Oh, you really do all the things. Yeah. You, do, <laughs> you do all the things. You are so creative. My goodness. Yes, awesome. I'm a jillable trades, but I, I don't know. I'm trying to, I think it's really important also to like for self-care and to be an advocate yeah. for yourself. And so for the longest while I was doing all this stuff to not have to think about uh, life and chaos. And so I would just go from one thing to the next. And I realized that I needed to slow down and, and put more perspective on what was important to me and what I was passionate about. And so that's kind of where I've turned, tuned things down more animals dance and where I'm at now. Huh. Yeah. So and then that is the, the other thing you do is here's <laughs> annual care, which is pet sitting, nail trims, dremels, medicine application, et cetera. That's also, so that's another thing that you do in addition to all of the other things that you do. Yes. Yes. So I was a veterinary technician for several years. I worked as the chief scribe at Upstate Emergency Animal Hospital in the internal medicine side. So anything from Addison's disease to diabetes to knee injuries to all that fun stuff um, I helped with. And I learned a lot while I was there. I was contracted out and then I moved into family practice and I realized that doing it on my own was something that I was more passionate about. And so I... I just keep my license up to date and I'm certified in free fear method, fear free method, and I'm certified in internal medicine. So anything from insulin to omeprazole to anything that you need uh, topical or I can do any vaccinations besides rabies. Wow. So, yeah, so I, I've found that that is something that I can, I can do even when I have other jobs, like it's something that I can, Oh, you needed your dog's nail trimmed on Tuesday. Sure. I'll come by. Aww. And I like doing it in people's homes. So I offer nail trims and dremels exclusively in, in your home and you know, overnights in your home, because I find that it's a lot less stress on the animals themselves. It's extremely stressful for a dog to be put into the backseat of a car and driven to a veterinary office, sure. not knowing what's going to happen. Cause a lot of times you take your dog to the vet for shots and that's stressful and fearful for them. And they don't want to be tied up to a cable to get their nails trimmed. I have a friend who has to put her dog under anesthesia to get his nails trimmed because he's so scared of it. And so that's why I was, I've been trained the way I've been trained and why I've studied so much about it and why I've done it for so long, because I don't think that that should ever be necessary. And so I have people who their dogs can't walk. And so I go to their house and I trim their dog's nails and the dogs are fine. And I have dogs who are deathly afraid of their parents doing it, but I get there and it's a five minute job and I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because my dog um, loses her mind anytime she goes to the vet. Um, Anytime she goes, she freaks out. Um, She poops all over the floor, rubs her butt in it, and then rubs it all over the place because she's scared. Um, But like one of our vets, he was just very forceful with her, like very aggressive, very quick movements. And she ended up biting him in the hand. Um, So now she has on her record that she has to be muzzled anytime she goes into a vet's office. Um, And then we 
change vets and one of my best friends, her husband is one of the vet techs there. And so when we would go there, he would, you know, you know, she has that you have to have a muzzle on, but he would take her in. I got to go in with her, but he would take the muzzle off of her and make her feel all comfortable. And, and she, and she doesn't need it. He just knew how to get on their level and just be calm and cool with, with the animal. And, and she's okay like that. So absolutely environment completely makes or breaks a dog. And that's the same thing for dogs who have been rescued or who are at animal shelters. It, the first five minutes are the most important to meeting an animal. And a lot of times, even experienced veterinarians, they, like you said, like they go in there, they think I'll just pin the animal down or scruffing a cat. It's just the worst thing you could possibly do for a cat. And they pin them down. I actually do a party hat method for cats that hate being nail trimmed. So we call them party hats because they are shaped like a party hat, but it's essentially a like soft fabric muzzle that goes over their nose and their eyes. It blocks out any light. So that way they can feel me, but they don't necessarily see me and Mm -hmm. it prevents them from feeling like they are in a dangerous position because cats, when there is no coverage, they're less likely to react because it shuts down an internal process within them. So that's why if a cat closes their eyes around you, it means they trust you because it shuts down those internal processing factors. So when I put a party hat on a cat that's more reactive or aggressive, it limits their aggression on me and it prevents them from hurting themselves and me. Wow. And then same thing with my cat. I actually, they gave me medicine that I have to give her before I can take her to the vet. Is it trazodone? Sure. (laughs) That sounds familiar, but yeah, I need to like put her under a little because same thing with her. She just does not have it. They couldn't do her nails. Um, they couldn't get the stool sample, which is really crazy because I actually trim her nails now and she's fine. Like she's not happy about it at all, but she lets me do it. I tell people that animals are like children. They will <laughs> take a mile if you give them an inch. Like they will push you to your like push you beyond their boundary and beyond your limits because they know that you care about them. So I come in, I'm a stranger, they don't know if I'm gonna hurt them. So they're more mm. likely to like calm down and do what I want versus Mm -hmm. you've had them for however many months, years, and they can push you. So I tell people, they're like, oh my God, I would never let me do that. I'm like, yeah, that's because you have a little pocket princess sitting there. And the moment she starts to squeal, you're like, oh, oh, and then you let her go as if you should just hold her there, do a couple nails, give her a treat and then finish the job. And then she knows, okay, I can't get away with it every time I I wiggle or squirm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's so fun. so I, I'm just curious. We've talked about um, a lot of things in the last, you know, 45 minutes or so. Which one are you more passionate or have most passion about of all the things that we've talked about? Because there are a lot of things that you, you've done. Yeah. I can see how one feeds off of another, but yet there are other things that are could be considered just on the opposite side of the spectrum. Is there one that you're most passionate about? I think that it all boils down to being an advocate. So on the one end with the women, something that's really near and dear to my heart is domestic violence. As a warrior of domestic violence abuse, I think it's really important to have safe spaces for women. And then that also goes on the other spectrum with animals. I think that animals deserve to have a voice because they are voiceless. And so that is something that I found to connect everyone is you can connect people through dance, you can connect people through mm-hmm. online friendships, and you connect people through animals because pretty much all those three things can't hurt you and they're extremely therapeutic to everyone involved. And I think that is something that it's just important is 
advocating for emotional and mental well-being at the end of the day because we don't necessarily know what someone's going through. And I think if I can make someone's day better or I can teach someone something that can help them, then I've made the world a better place. And then on the same side for animals who can't speak for themselves, I, I'm a big advocate for that. I've been vegan for 13 years, vegetarian for 20. And um, I have goals to start an animal sanctuary that rescues both abused animals and farm animals that just need to live the rest of their life out somewhere happy. And I think to answer your question fully, it just comes down to advocacy and being there fully for people and for animals. Hmm. Yeah. I love okay. that. Wow. You're so awesome. You are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back at you ladies. <laughs> so, uh, uh, another question for you, obviously, but, um, with all of the things that you do, what are some struggles that you experience doing all these things? Or it could yeah, be just burnout is, a, is, is real. Um, I'm self-diagnosed ADHD. I don't like labels. I think that they can confine people to a box, but I do think that labels can help you. And I've only recently discovered that about myself because growing up, I was I was quiet. I sat still. I love to read. I love to. I could just stay in one spot for hours. My mom was always like, oh, your brother has ADHD. Your brother's the hyper one. And I didn't realize until I was older that hyperactivity in females doesn't show up externally often and shows up internally because my brain would never turn off. So a lot of times children are misdiagnosed and 75% of the population is diagnosed ADHD as men because we as females are not given the time and attention that the males are because we aren't externally giving off those signs of hyperactivity. So originally there was the idea that it was attention deficit disorder versus attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. And then as the studies have continued and as we've learned more about the brain, we've actually come to realize that there is no difference. It's all under ADHD. Um, you, your hyperactivity might not show the same way as someone else does, but it's all under the umbrella of ADHD. There is no ADHD versus ADD. And so I found that I have to often reset myself because I will put too much on my plate and I don't even realize it. And so I do calendar resets. I make sure that I block out time for myself because within that I have blackout time. So for instance, if I know I have a meeting at 3 p.m., on a Monday, then I might spend the entire day like just preparing for that meeting. Like I have to put things up until that time. Otherwise I'm in a stagnant mode and it can end up being very like detrimental to me because I'm like, I'm not being productive. I'm just waiting for the event. And so within having all of these activities and all of these events, my mom tells me that I exhaust her just talking about it, but I've, <laughs> I've found that it does sound exhausting and it does sound overwhelming but for someone else, for me, I love it. I, I thrive on helping people. I thrive on the next activity. And I think it's actually very unfair to someone who doesn't have the brain that I have to tell me that I'm doing too much because too much for some person, for one person might be too little for another person. Yeah. And so I think that for me, the burnout and then also having masking syndrome. So like masking for other people to appear like I don't have ADHD is something that I do often because I don't want someone to tell me, oh, that's overwhelming or, oh man, I don't know how you do everything. And so that's probably the two like largest 
issues I've, I've found with doing all of these things is that I can't be too, put too much on my plate, um, even if I think I might help someone because at the end of the day, without me, those things don't happen. So the social media planning, we have an, a calendar for what days are what posts and who's taking care of them and what needs to happen for them and what colors everything is. And I have a calendar for what times I want to post for the algorithms. And that way I can just avoid any issues coming up of delay. And then uh, another issue I've found is imposter syndrome. So sometimes I feel that I'm not good enough for something. So I've found myself in some really amazing jobs. Um, I was an account manager for a startup company helping people get their dream job in IT and digital marketing. And I would daily question whether I was capable for the job or whether that job was something that I deserved. And I had to like daily tell myself, Kier, like, yes, you deserve this job. Like you built this role. They had never had an account manager in that specific area before. And um, even with the animal, like I have a lot of knowledge, but I'm like, man, there could be someone else doing it. Someone who like works at a veterinary clinic and all these things that I tell myself that just leads back to imposter syndrome. And I'm like, I'm not an imposter. Like I have the knowledge and I have the, the training. So it's just telling myself that I am good enough daily. And I think that comes down to like just everyday anxiety. Like everyone deals with anxiety and stress and I'm no better or bigger than my weakest feelings and thoughts. And so I think that's why the advocacy of mental health is so important because I give, as I, my favorite Alice Wonderland quote goes, I give myself very good advice, but I seldom follow it. Um, And so daily I remind myself, you are okay. I have plethora of stickers and notes around my house to give myself visual cues um, for that. That's amazing. So actually, that's a great segue to the question I want to ask. <laughs> as far as advice, I mean, you've, you've already um, told us some of the things that you do, but is there anything additional for our listeners? When we talk, when we look at all the things that you do, what is what are some of the or piece of advice that you could give to the listeners if they're just focusing on one thing or if they have a lot of things like you do on your plate? Yeah, absolutely. So I think a lot of time there is the question and the debate of passion versus success. Mm-hmm. So I know people who quit their nine to five job to become writers, to become artists, to become musicians. And I think that that's amazing. I think you should go after your passions. But I think that as a society, especially in America, as someone who lived in, in Europe, I have found that in America, we push people to follow their dreams. And oftentimes those dreams end up being crushed. And I think it's because we set ourselves up for, oh, I don't care what other people say, like, I'm just going to do it without having the foundation for success. And so that's why I think it's so important to combine passions with goals that are plausible and feasible because we don't end up with that burnout. Like, for example, when I was talking about the apothecary, like, had I made a plan of, okay, I'm only going to do this certain amount of things that involves creativity and the other stuff, I'm just going to do my ounces and my weights and that'll be the not fun stuff. Like, I might not have burnt out as quickly as I had. And I think that's important for anyone who has one one idea or has a hundred ideas that they want to follow through with because at the end of the day, you're going to burn out. It, It doesn't matter if it's something that you absolutely love. Like, I tell people it's all going to, it's going to add up. And sometimes that addition is going to be overwhelming and you're going to want to take a break and it's going to be, it's going to burn you out. Like I I have a lot of great ideas and I'm like, man, I want to get them all out. Like 
I want to do this. I want to do that. And it's like, that sounds great, but it's not feasible. Like I can't do a hundred things in a day without overwhelming myself or without ending up in a burnout session. So for the listeners, I highly encourage you to have a foundation and to have your goals aligned and to set yourself up for that success within your passions. So that way your passions don't turn into something that you end up having regret over. That's That's really good. I have to say, I really admire um, your level of self-awareness. I don't know if that makes sense, but like I can relate to a lot of what you're saying you've gone through and internal struggles that you've gone through, but I didn't have the words or the um, some of the methods that you're using to keep yourself in that positive space or to remind yourself of certain things. So um, that's really amazing. Like like I said, your level of, of self-awareness is just really admirable. So it's, it's Thank awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's taken me some time. I've struggled with severe depression and severe anxiety and I have just found that it's not all about, you know, I think that the thing that it boils down to is happiness comes from what's happening and joy comes from within. So bright and joy was my middle name. And I changed my last name to be joy because joy is an internal thing. My mom named me joy because I'm independently joyful. And so her, her middle name was joy with a Y. My middle name is joy with an I. And I think that that has just, it's, it is who I am. I think our names are who we are, care meaning generous, joy meaning joyful. And I find that I'm filled with a generous amount of joy. And I never try to create that happiness to create something that is immeasurable. Because if I'm always looking for the next ounce of happiness, then I'm going to fall short. Whereas if I continue to stay in the joy, then I always know that I will succeed. Yeah, I'm all, I almost gave you an amen there. <laughs> Thank you, I love it. Yes, I love an it. amen. <laughs> yes, no, it's so funny. I always tell people, I'm like, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can you can find something that that is valuable. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely, and what I love is that generous joy that you have. You found so many avenues to to share that with people around mm-hmm. you. Just the um, how how social you are and how involved you are in your community, and like you said, how you try to advocate for those around you. Um, it's really amazing. Just really, Thank really you. amazing. Yeah, I just love here. I just I didn't have so much to say during this interview because I literally <laughs> sat there like, oh my gosh, like, you are just like a ray of sunshine. <laughs> I just love it. Um, I love having a platform like this to talk about it. Yeah, it's amazing, and we're so excited that you came to share it with us. Um, I do have a question for you. I know that you mentioned that you have a goal of um, creating your own an animal sanctuary, but I'm curious, do you have any other either short-term or long-term goals for yourself or for any of your businesses that you're involved in? Well, I would love to see Tilted Zoo take off. I already have some amazing instructors coming from different uh, cities to help teach. And um, my teaching partner who's going to start out, he's in Asheville. He'll be coming down with me. And my goal with that is just to to show people how amazing and how therapeutic dance is. I think that it's important to have a safe space for that and a place where people don't feel judged. And what better place than a brewery to have it at? Um, and then my goal with the animal sanctuary is is obviously more long term than short term. But I 
we didn't talk about this really much, but I actually do fashion modeling. So I'll be in Milan Fashion Week in September. And I found that a lot of <laughs> models, in there. I'm like, throwing it in there because a lot of times models, they are self-absorbed and they're not self-aware like we've discussed. And so I've used my platform of modeling to discuss mental health within the modeling field. Mm-hmm. And I could never have imagined in a million years being in the runway I've been run a runway model for a year and a half. I'm already going to Milan and I've busted my butt for it. But I also, I know that I have to be humble within that because humility is going to show up in the end. And so that's why I use my platform to, to show other girls that like, it's not about being pretty. That's no longer a standard in, in the industry anymore. It's not about being skinny. It's not about being tall. It's about truly showing the hard work and putting in the effort to get where you want to be. And I think that my biggest goal for myself is to never stop being humble for where I've come and for how much I've been through and for how much growth I've I've done in my personal life and I am extremely grateful for both my mom and for just my my younger self I always I always talk to little Kier and I tell her that she's come a, a very long way and she's gone through a lot of rough stuff but I'm really happy for where she's come and for other amazing women like you three who are giving women like me that that voice and for being behind us. And I, I love that you have each other and I think family is so important. And so my goal is just to continue spreading mental health awareness in every industry possible that I can step into and just continue to grow that. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just like, oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> Before we start closing out, was there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to hit? Um, not necessarily. Um, I would like all the viewers to know that they are loved and that they're worthy of that love, though. I think that that's something that we as a society don't discuss often enough is mm-hmm. that there's external love and then there's internal love and that loving yourself is something I think is really important. I've been through some pretty high highs and I've been through some pretty low lows. And if I didn't tell myself, I love myself at the end of the day, I I don't know where I'd be at. And so I'd like everyone listening to know that they're loved. I love that. that. Um, And before we close out, (laughs) um, I wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of shout out your socials and all the things that you want people to follow you on and any of the groups. We're also going to put that in the show notes. So we're going to, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so if you are interested in joining the She Squad, we are the She Squad of Greenville SC exclamation point on Facebook. If you are wanting to find dances in upstate South Carolina, social dancing through upstate South Carolina is a fantastic group. I post a monthly calendar of all the events from Greenville Fusion to Tilted Zook to Underground Swing, West Coast Swing all that fun stuff. If you are active on Instagram and you would like to see my photographs and all my history on there, joyful.photos, J-O-I-F-U-L.photos is my Instagram on there. And then if you like travel, Joyful Adventures is my Instagram page for all my wacky trips from Asia to Europe to everywhere in between. So um, yeah, those are my socials. You can find me on Facebook. I love new friends and I'm an open book. If you need animal sitting in upstate South Carolina, my Facebook page is Cares Animal Care, and I'll be starting a website that you can find me at as well. And what was the book club again? Oh, yes. Book Babes of Upstate South Carolina. Book 
Brittany's like, I'm joining now. (laughs) If you are a warrior of domestic violence, please reach out to Safe Harbor of Upstate South Carolina. They are an amazing, fantastic organization that I do monthly clothing drives for. Wow, that's That's amazing. Well, Kier, it has been such a joy to have you on this podcast. Seriously, I mean, what you what you do, all the things that you do, and what you stand for, and your advocacy for the safety of females and animals, and you just have the most beautiful soul, and you are truly an inspiration. And you said you're 24 years old. Yep. I feel like I have a lot of catching up to you. (laughs) I've I've accomplished nothing. Hey everybody, due to some lovely technical difficulties, we lost about the last minute of our podcast where we got to meet Kier's dog, Leon. But in case you haven't guessed it already, make sure you follow us on all the things, follow Kier on all the things, and thank you guys so much for being here. Until next time, we are the Wayward Lasses, reminding you to keep it real.